Joining us on today's episode of the Responding to Life podcast is Amira Alvarez, the founder and CEO of The Unstoppable Woman, a business coaching and training company that equips ambitious, driven, high-performing female entrepreneurs to tap into their feminine energy to create a more fulfilled and satisfying life and business. As someone who has made a quantum leap, going from barely making six figures to making 700,000 in one year, then on to seven figures, and has lived to tell about it, she knows exactly what inner and outer game strategies are required to get out of your own way, live life on your own terms, and master the art of achieving any goal you set your mind to. She uses these strategies to help her high-achieving clients embrace the feminine essence in a way that elevates the experience of success and overall satisfaction with life and business. Amira is proud to have helped thousands of women confidently break free of limitations and be unstoppable in pursuit of a life they are elated to live. When she's not helping others, she's continuing to say yes to her own growth and stays 100% committed to being unstoppable in her own life and business. And without that, further ado, let's hear from Amira. Welcome to the show, Amira. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you so much for taking the time. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I thought uh, after I joined you on your amazing podcast, uh, thank you so much for having me as a guest on there. It was such a delight that I would love to dive in into your background as I explained to the guests in the intro. And what I wanted to start with was this idea of feminine energy. You mentioned that you are a business coach. Um, you're the founder and CEO of the Unstoppable Woman. You train ambitious, driven, high-performing female entrepreneurs to tap into their feminine energy to create a more fulfilled and satisfying life and business. So as this podcast is targeted towards women from those trying to conceive all the way into their later years of life, I wanted to just sort of unpack that. What does that mean, the power of feminine energy that you coach your clients on? Yeah. So there's so many different ways to to approach this, but fundamentally we all have this masculine essence and this feminine essence. This is the yin yang of life. You know, the 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 egg and the sperm come together to create life. This is our life force and it's sexual energy and it's life force energy and it's creative energy. It's the the energy that creates life. Literally, and metaphysically both. And for high achieving women, we are often in our masculine. We've been taught to achieve through a lot of discipline, a lot of persistence, a lot of go, 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 go. And it's not that the feminine doesn't act by all means, the the feminine does, but it has a lot more flow to it. Okay, if you think of the masculine essence, and we all have the masculine and the feminine in us, men do, women do, whatever you identify as, you have both. Okay, and the masculine tends to be that structure. If you think of the the best analogy I've uh, received for this has been a waterfall. You know, the 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 rocks of the the side of the the mountain are the structure. That's the masculine. There's no waterfall without that structure because the the water would just be a lake. It would be 
um, a puddle. The, the water to have force needs a structure, but the water is the feminine. It's what flows. So as women, business owners, achievers, people going for more, people growing up in the society, conditioned in the society, we tend to go, go hard and narrow, focused and fast. And the feminine is really about bringing in that flow back to your life and back to your, your ability to act in this world. It's not about not acting or not moving or just receiving though the feminine has a lot to do with receiving you know the 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 womb if you think of that as one of the fundamental female qualities receives nurtures nourishes so that's part of what we have to do in this world to both conceive uh, a baby and also to conceive ideas and brilliant concepts that are going to grow your life and your business. So th that's a, a starting place. Um, and I totally didn't know that when I was uh, years ago, when I was trying to conceive and was like, go, 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 go. I'm going to like <laughs> force this, right? The, the man in my life right now, my, my, the love of my life calls it crowbarring life, right? Like I'm just going to force it all to happen. So yeah, there's a very different way that you can m make manifest what you want. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, that's a, a funny term for the crowbarring life. I have to remember <laughs> that one. <laughs> um, and so, with this flow that you mentioned, totally resonates with me. Totally get that. Uh, how do you coach your clients to break free of limitations and to be unstoppable, as you mentioned, in the pursuit of the life that they're meant to live? Yeah. So this is really about unpacking the identity beliefs that you have. So your self-image, um, how you see yourself that was created when you were young, generally under the age of 12, we, we create our, our identity and it's, it's how we see ourselves. And we live that out again and again and again and again. Now, some of our self-image or our beliefs about ourselves are really uh, empowering, powerful, um, beneficial. They allow us to do amazing things and receive amazing things and live an amazing life. Okay. But some of our beliefs are limiting. We've all heard the expression limiting beliefs, but some of our beliefs about what it takes to create what we want, whether it's a business goal or a baby, right? It, it doesn't matter. It's like, it's something you want, but we've been taught, we've, we've built an identity about how we get what we want. And so we have to really first recognize that there is a, a belief system that lives in your subconscious mind. So here's a little bit of the way the mind works. It lives in your subconscious mind and it's, it, the law of subconscious momentum says that a belief, a subconscious belief is a cause set in motion until you change it. And it's a cause set in motion that will return to you the, the match to that belief. So if you believe you have to struggle or work hard to achieve things, okay, I grew up with that belief, right? I grew up like in order to get an A on the test, I had to work really hard in order to please 
my parents. I had to work really hard in order to be, you know, an achiever in this world, whatever it was, it was, you know, effort, effort, effort. That was something that I learned and something that became a survival mechanism for me. It, it may not have been pleasant, right? This is a key point. May not have been pleasant, right? We, we all uh, have that uh, frustration around working too hard or feeling stressed out. Um, and we don't want that. We want spaciousness and ease and flow. And yet if our identity is matched to I get love, I get approval, I'm safe, I survive, I find belonging in my family structure, how you were up, uh, brought up, those early beliefs, then that's what you're going to keep playing out despite wanting something different. So we have to really unpack that, make, make the intellectual connection, bring it to a conscious awareness, and then we can start changing those beliefs um, to have different outcomes. Mm. Yeah, no, it, it all draws back onto that idea of awareness because if you're not mindful of really what you're doing and why you're doing the things that you are, there's really no next step. And so once you coach someone to pinpoint and have that conscious awareness of what you've unpacked from their past, uh, what are some strategies or, you know, a strategy that has proven to be very successful, maybe for a client, but even for yourself, as I'm sure you've gone through this process for yourself. Yeah. So the first thing is like claiming a big desire. I know that sounds very simplistic and like, really, is that tactical enough? And, and most people look at it in the framework of goals, right? Like you need smart goals and all that. I, I'm like, take that, put that over here. Let's not throw that out. But there's a, a softer, more uh, enlivening way to approach this. And it's, it's to really dive in and tap in and claim your bigger desire. Most women, men too, but I work with unstoppable women. So that's who I'm talking to. Okay. Uh, most women often say, I'm afraid. They don't say this consciously. Consciously they say, oh yes, I want this. I want this. I want this. But they, they claim reasonable and practical goals, things that they think are acceptable, not going too big or, or too much of a stretch. And you need to claim a desire that is so big that it really hooks you. It's like an emotional hook. It's, it's a, um, it, your whole body kind of vibrates with energy when, when you're like, oh, yeah, that's it. And for me, that was when I was sitting in a seminar and I realized that I wanted to make a million dollars and I'd never had that thought before. Like I wanted to grow my business. I wanted to make money. I wanted to serve. I wanted to have meaningful work, but I'd never claimed such a big number. This was back when I was making just about a hundred K a year, a little over. Okay. And I claimed this, I was like, my whole body shook. And I was like, who am I to do this? But yeah, I really want that. Yeah. If they can do it, I can do it. And like, I got really excited. And then, you know, there's this moment of denial right after that. But if you can claim that big desire and emotionally hook to it, and then make a decision from which there is no coming back. Okay. Now this, this is the masculine. Okay. The desire part, the claiming the desire, that yearning, that's very feminine. Okay. The, the decision I am doing this 
come hell or high water, right? That's a very masculine um, quality. And so you need both, okay, for that birth, okay? And the decision that I made was not just that I was doing it because that, like, if you just leave it there, it's a wish, it's a hope, it's a dream, okay? It's a maybe. But I ended up investing in mentorship that was a six-figure investment, which was huge. And I had no idea what the frickety frick I was doing when I did that. But I knew I wanted this. And in doing so, I actually put my marriage kind of on the line, which was not my intent at all. But I was not going to lose my investment, not make a return on my investment. And I wasn't going to lose my marriage over this. So those were beliefs that like I had commitment that was part of my upbringing used to support this decision. But there was no going back on that. I signed a contract and it was not just a legal contract, but an emotional contract with myself and then with my husband. And uh, so I had to do the work and it was scary and uh, nerve wracking and uh, not for the faint of heart. Let me just tell you. Um, and probably much more in the masculine at that stage of the game than, than I know now how to create from, but uh, you know, ultimately that year I went from 138 to 700 K and I five times my income, which uh, I, I, you know, as an achiever, I wanted to make that million dollars. Right. But I was very, I was like, Oh, something's working. This is working. So that did, did that, is that a good example for you? That is, that is. And congratulations. Yeah. I love hearing these, these stories of my guests who, you know, state that desire, like you said, like a big goal out loud. And then that mere act, I feel like, I mean, my listeners have heard my own story of how I went, I've worked with a coach who made me say out loud that I wanted to be a writer, which I had always wanted to be in the back of my mind, but I thought I'm not really a writer. And she sort of opened me up to just ended up screaming out loud in the middle of this conference that, yeah, I I am a writer. I've written some things and I can be that. And so as you were telling your story, that really resonated with me is to just voicing it out loud sometimes is a great starting point but then pairing it with the hard work and pairing it with all these sort of supporting things that you need to do like you did Mm -hmm. for yourself um yeah yeah thank you for sharing that with us and And so with this oh go ahead I was just gonna say that you know wanted to follow up on something I mentioned so in the those those years where I was really crossing the seven figure mark and like really building the business to that next level there was a lot of um masculine discipline, right? Persistence, determination. Well, persistence is both, but like that discipline. And yet even during those years, looking back 2020 hindsight, I had a lot of feminine flow. Like there's a way in which I wanted to be someone who could focus, 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 like hardcore one thing right after another. And to some extent, I learned more of that during that time period. But I also knew how to flow with what was coming in for me, those those, um, uh, key knowingness, you could call it intuition, divine downloads. But I started trusting myself a lot more. 
and that's the feminine, right? Like, it's like, we just, we know we trust ourselves. So, yeah. Yeah. No, thank you for adding that because trust is such a huge factor into pursuing that ultimate goal that you have. You know, we, there's the power of negative self-talk and that inner chatter in our head can be so strong that having that basis of trust for oneself and trust that you can do the work to, to get things done is, is really key. Um, as you were mentioning about this journey that you were on, I imagine that, and it sounded like there are many points where it was very stressful. Um, and so I'm curious to hear from you, what does stress look like for someone who it seems like you have a high capacity to navigate the obstacles of life? And how does it manifest for you? And how do you then, uh, once you're aware of it, navigate that? Yeah. So stress for me looks like this is, I think this is really important. You know, when I discovered this, I was like, oh, light bulb. Maybe it's totally obvious for you, but it was a light bulb moment for me. Stress for me looks like working really hard. And I know that seems obvious, but if you think about it, when you're stressed, you want to be less stressed. Okay. You want to be step back, relax, take a moment, not be stressed. I would stay very, very busy and do more. And when I, when I would, there's an, there's a quality to it. That's adding more and more and more to my to-do list. It's like my brain would go on overdrive on all the things that needed to be fixed or done in the business. And it was just like this spiraling up of busyness. Okay. Because Mm -hmm. this, when I think an achieve, so here's my theory. Achievers, their identity is based on achieving. That's what we survived and is safe for us. That's what we know how to do. And we get accolades for it. That's what, what feels uh, safe, good, like, like we're pro at it. So when we're stressed, we do more of what we're already good at. Okay. Now I know from talking to you that your lane is like, let's have presence. Let's meditate. I know all of that now. Okay. But in the past, I would just be like, oh, I got to do more. And there's a particular quality, and I hope your, your listeners understand what that is. It's like a creating uh, urgency, creating fire drills, creating um, a little panic in yourself so that you can get going and solve a problem. You can get going and do that thing, okay? That, when I finally realized that when I go into that hyper- overdrive kind of way of being instead of being in my flow. And like when I'm in my flow, I'm getting things done. I'm smiling. I'm laughing with my team. We're having a good time. Things feel more effortless, right? They feel Mm -hmm. like, ah, idea, act, easy, easy, as opposed to this narrow focus where it's like, oh, I have to, I have to like hunt that problem down and slay it and do the next thing. And so that was a really interesting one for me to recognize. And then the coping strategy around that, shall I go into the flip side to that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is totally your lane, Joe. So like learning presence, 
has been just freaking uh, miraculous to me. No, it's not. I, I by no means have this perfect, but understanding that, that, so two things, presence, meaning in every activity that I'm in, being as fully present as I can be. It's such a richer life and more successful life. Like I, I do more and I am more successful, the more present I am than when I'm trying to multitask. They say the feminine brain is the multitasking brain and the masculine brain is not. I don't think any of us can freaking multitask. When I am trying to do two things at once, I realize like I'm disconnected from the person and I'm disconnected from myself and I'm no longer having a great life in that moment. So presence has been huge. It gives me energy. Um, the act of simply slowing down has given, like putting less on my calendar. I used to try and maximize every single moment of the day. Like I would, I was the one who would leave right in the nick of time to get to the appointment right on time and then be stressed out in traffic when she didn't leave herself enough time. Right. That was me. Right. And I, I have learned I am a much happier person and happier people. It, it's not letting go of the ambition or the drive, but like when a, a driven person is happier, then they actually get more done. Okay. And so I, I leave more spaciousness in my calendar now and I take little breaks to talk to my honey on the phone for 10 minutes to sit outside with my notepad and pull some thoughts together for the next thing I'm doing, um, to check in with a friend, maybe text them. I don't do, in the beginning, I have to say when I was building my business initially, I was a distractomatic, right? Like I would do anything to distract myself from the hard, challenging things, but I have built trust with myself that I do the hard and challenging things and I don't, I don't uh, have to put blinders on anymore. Now I can have more of that flow because I've built a level of trust with myself. So those are some of my, my coping strategies. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you for sharing, Amir. I really enjoy hearing when people actually are utilizing mindfulness strategies because it just helps my listeners to understand that it's, um, they're, you know, they're, capable and able to do things um, in little ways. Like you just mentioned very um, tangible things that people can do, like leaving little moments in their calendar, not making it so tight, um, going outside to, to ground yourself in nature, connecting, connection with other people is a huge thing, especially when you're feeling stressed. Um, so all wonderful ways. I love that it's helped bring you into this mindful presence and help you achieve, continue with your flow. Uh, so thank you for sharing that with us. And another thing I'm curious about, Amira, is, you know, you mentioned in your bio that I read is this idea of continuing to say yes to your own growth. Mm. I'd love to hear what, what, how that translates for you. Yeah. So right now, 
my, my growth, oh, there's so many different, how do I answer this question? Okay. So, so I, I, this is, this is my passion. This is my life, right? Like it, more life, more growth. Right. So I'm growing in the area of uh, relationships. So I have a, a new man in my life and that's a very conscious, intentional new way of relating. And it's, challenging and beautiful at the same time. So, uh, there's, there's growth there. There's trusting my soul at a different level. Uh, that is, so, so I teach from the, the, in a very practical, uh, tactical way, the laws of the universe. So I match these laws with the subconscious, the, the, the understanding of the psychology of success and uh, the tactical things that you need to do to, to, to really scale and grow business. And, and that has been my lane for, for a, a long time. And, and then now uh, the growth in the business is around really shifting the conversation to if you already have achieved success, maybe you're already a and, and success is defined differently by different people. But if you're already a seven, eight, nine figure business owner and you're not still chasing the dollars, what does success look like? And how do you expand your capacity for more life, for a deeper love, for more intimacy, intimacy truth, beauty? to have the yearnings that you had as a, a little girl or a child that you've suppressed actually come into fruition without letting go of your ambition. Like, how do you integrate all of that? So that's a personal journey that I'm on and uh, a, a new kind of teaching that I'm bringing to the, the business in addition to the, the work that we do with business owners that are working on getting to six and seven figures. So that's a growth edge the personal stuff in, in my relationship is a growth edge. And then for the last year, yeah, about, about a year, I've been really diving into to meditation. And I know that's a big one for, for you as well. And that has been such a, a beautiful journey for me. And now it's a, it's, it's leading to all sorts of different areas, including like a deeper connection to my soul and, and, uh, following that guidance. And that's a level of stepping into trust and faith that is, is, uh, bigger than it has been ever before. That's amazing. I'm so happy for you, but all these areas of growth that you mentioned, uh, my favorite was the, um, the mindfulness, <laughs> the meditation, <laughs> growth, obviously, um, but all of them, are wonderful and it's such a great example of how we're constantly changing and evolving as people and that the more we lean into as you said that that trust of ourselves and um breaking down sort of these limitations that we've set upon ourselves that it just starts we start to flow with that evolution um so thank you for sharing that and you know i could speak with you forever but i'd love for you or for us to sort of wrap up our conversation um just by talking about your podcast you have one that's called amazing as i was a guest on as i mentioned before thank you so much for that um the unstoppable woman and i i love hearing from other podcasters um about 
you know, sharing with us something that you learned from a guest that really resonated with you and stays with you today um, in your day to day? Huh. I've learned so many different things from so many different people. I don't know why this one popped into my head. It's actually not a woman, which is shocking, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I was thinking about, uh, I actually forgot his name, Joseph McClendon III or something like that. He's a a coach, a, a, a success coach. I forget what he calls himself, you know. Anyways, good guy. He, he works with Tony Robbins. He is on stage, 8,000 people. I don't know how we got connected um, in the podcasting world. I remember when I was at an event, uh, running into him in the lobby of a hotel. And then, you know, the weird way the universe works, um, he came on my podcast and then he came on a second time. And, and the thing that I learned from him was he was a much bigger name than I was, but he was so generous with his time, his spirit, his collaboration, uh, his energy. That was such a testament to how to be a collaborator on a podcast with other people podcasters and um you know because some people come on and they're like I don't know there's all sorts of ways not to be a great podcaster um (laughs) I don't want to slam slam it but but uh that really taught me the power of generosity and 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 presence and sharing and good spirit yeah oh that's a great lesson and it's always nice to and refreshing to see people um living in that way and being examples of of that sort of life and mentality. Okay. Last question. As the podcast is called responding to life, I would love to hear from you, Amira, about how, you know, currently these days you're responding to life versus just reacting to life. Oh, so good. Uh, Well, it's a lot of what we've already talked about, right? It's like Mm -hmm. slowing things down, presence, all of that. When I notice that I'm agitated when I like, I, I, I become aware of the feelings in my body. There's an embodied feeling of agitation. And when that comes up, it's not all the time, but we, you know, I have hormones and they do their thing. Right. And, uh, or you get short on time. You don't have as much spaciousness as you want, whatever it is, you have a bit of agitation in your body. When, when I notice that I become extra specially aware and conscious of how I respond so that it's not reactive, but responsive and, and really coming from a place of love. I I know that's, that might sound trite or um, like a platitude, but there's a way in which if I can come from love and, and really uh, demonstrate that, share that, it, it makes me feel so much better and it does so much for the world. So those, those two things combined are, are really the, the way I'm responding right now. I love that. 
I love that. So <laughs> thank you for sharing. And one last ask for you is if you could share with the audience how they can connect with you, how they can possibly work with you, all the things. Yeah, that would be great. So like you mentioned, we have the Unstoppable Woman podcast that is free. I do a lot of teaching on it. I have great guests. Um, so that's a, a an absolute resource for people. We're on all the channels under the Unstoppable Woman. Uh, that's the name of the website as well, the unstoppablewoman.com. And you can go to the website and there's, uh, you know, lots of information there. And then if, if you're interested in really changing your perspective and, uh, up-leveling your mindset for success, we have something called the morning mindset club. And right now that is, uh, a free program in the future. We plan to make that a membership. So, you know, run, don't walk kind of thing, but um, it's a, it's a daily audio that takes you through uh, success principles. And in fact, I go through the entire book, think and grow rich by Napoleon Hill, paragraph by paragraph, teaching people exactly how I use this material to build my own success and what it means to apply this. And so there's short audios with a little uh, journaling prompt and uh, uh, quiz. If you want to take the daily quiz, like, did you get it kind of thing? And uh, you can get that at the unstoppable woman.com slash MMC for morning mindset club. So the unstoppable woman.com slash MMC. Oh, very cool. I didn't know about that one. That sounds like yeah. a great, um, a great tool to sort of have every day. So listeners, I'll have all that information for you in the show notes. So be sure to check out and connect with Amira in all of those amazing ways. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I really enjoyed our conversation. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me, Joe. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Responding to Life podcast. I hope you found our amazing guests to be informative and inspirational. For more info on how to follow them, please check out the show notes. If you liked today's episode, we'd greatly appreciate it if you could please leave a quick rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast, as it will help others find our show. For more information on Josephine Atlery Meditation and the Responding to Life podcast, please visit jatluri.com. And on the website, you can sign up for a monthly newsletter that comes with a free mindfulness guide. For daily inspiration, please follow me on Instagram at josephinerattlery. And you can also check out my two books on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. They are called The Mindfulness Journal for Parents and 5-Minute Mindfulness for Pregnancy. Thank you again for listening today.